young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Gentlemen, it's time to discuss the matchup this weekend with Auburn as LSU comes into town, gentlemen. More on this matchup. This game takes place this Saturday, October 1st, 6 p.m. Central Time. That's on ESPN. LSU is favored in this game, as well as the Football Power Index. Doesn't, doesn't like Auburn too much. Last year, Auburn won against LSU in Baton Rouge for the first time in what seems like forever. 24-19, LSU leads the series overall, 31-24 with one tie. With that, gentlemen, we're joined by special guests to help us preview this Auburn-LSU matchup. Jack Poss from One Team, One Pod joins us. How y'all doing? Hey, welcome, welcome. Man. How you doing, sir? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't realize uh, how big this show was. I thought it was uh, just a smaller show. And anyway, <laughs> <laughs> jump on here. There's over 300 people watching. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Get you a know. little nervous when I hopped in. Nah, man, we're nah, still yeah. very a very small outfit, man. Trying to work our way up, dude. But I right, appreciate you sure. jumping on. That's great, though. <laughs> I thought I was getting on this Ricky Dink podcast. I know people were going to be watching. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I really didn't. Yeah, you went ahead and changed shirts. You got official I for did. us and everything. No, I, did. So. <laughs> I actually genuinely did. I was wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. Let's step it up a little bit here. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what's up, man. Well, we appreciate you jumping I'm, I'm, on with I'm us today, man. Change this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack, uh, real quick, before we get into some of the matchups, man, what's what's the mood for for LSU? You're, you're four games into a brand-new era. Of course, right. week one was a bit of a tough one, um, but that's to be expected with a new coach and a culture change. So what has been the mood for LSU fans going into October? Ah, oh, man, I, I think uh, – you know, after Florida State, it was just looking, it wasn't looking great. Um, and I think everyone was really expecting for us to win that game. And fans, I think, were expecting us to win that game by more than we should have. Um, I didn't, I thought it was going to be a closer game. Uh, so I wasn't too shocked by the uh, game. But there's a lot of weird stuff that happened in that game that just was frustrating. Um, so coming out of that, it was just a lot of uncertainty. You know, we've, the last two or three years have just been a lot of ever since the championship. It's really just been a lot of, um, that we, we, we've been playing 500 football. 
which is just, we're not used to that in Baton Rouge the last 20 years. And so I think a lot of people like Brian Kelly uh, in Baton Rouge. Nationally, it looks like he's, he's an easy guy to dunk on uh, social media wise. Um, he's just awkward and, you know, he's just that, I think he's just easy to hate nationally. I mean, I used to hate him when he was at Notre Dame, I'll be honest. Um, and now he's here and, uh, I think he's, uh, he's a winning football coach. So I, I, I tend to like him cause he's here. Um, the last three weeks have been, uh, extremely positive. I think, um, you know, you had the Southern game, which like, who cares? Um, but we saw the offense actually have a pulse and uh, Jaden Daniels just got into rhythm. The Mississippi State game started off very slow. Um, but in the second half, we completely dominated. Um, I think we won the second half 24 to three. Um, just and then, and then ever since that second half, everything feels really, really positive in Baton Rouge for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, let's let's go ahead and talk about some matchups real quick. I think uh, B, you got it lined up for us. What are we looking at here? Okay, this is our offense versus LSU's defense. So, Jack, okay. what we tend to do is we tend to just kind of talk uh, the matchups. Who we who do you like on on your side of of the field? We talk about some of the guys that we're expecting, what we expect to happen, who we need to be looking out for. And then some, but just a little bit of sure. information about the LSU defense. LSU's defense currently is third in the SEC in total defense, 12th nationally, uh, sixth in the SEC in scoring defense, which is 16th nationally, seventh in the SEC in rush defense, uh, and which is 39th nationally. Uh, they're led by linebacker Harold Perkins, who leads the team in tackles, but they're second in the SEC in pass yards allowed, uh, which mm. ranks eighth nationally. So, Pretty decent defense here. Uh, yeah. No, I think uh, I think probably the biggest surprise for this team has just been how good the defense has been because um, you have so many transfers. Uh, I look at this. Colby Richardson, uh, the corner to the right, that's that's a uh, transfer. Greg Brooks, uh, who you have at the star position, that's a transfer. Bernard Converse, uh, the other corner, also a transfer. Um Mason Smith, you have he's number zero right there. He's actually he got injured on the first drive of the season. He's probably the, he was probably our best player on defense. Hmm. He's out for the season. He got injured first, uh, like a fifth play of the season, hmm. something like that. But Makai Wingo stepped in for him, also a transfer from Missouri, uh, and he's actually he's graded out as the uh, highest PFF graded defensive player in the country. Uh, so a lot of guys you didn't know what they were going to look like as transfers. I've all stepped in and have played really good football. Um, then there's been another guy, uh, Harold Perkins is a true freshman who he was, uh, I think fifth overall player in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he stepped in the last two games. He's had some really good games rushing the passer. Um, so a lot of surprises. I, I kind of didn't think this defense was going to be all that. Um, but the last two games, uh, this defense has looked like they're not elite, but they're a great defense. Matt House is your defensive coordinator. Uh, That's right. What What's your read on him in terms of his type of defense? Is he Is it more of an attacking defense? Uh, does he Is it bend but don't break? Keep things in front of him. Uh, what What's What's kind of the identity of LSU's defense? I I think that's kind of hard 
to pin down right now because the I mean we had the Florida State game which was just a lot of sloppy mistakes so it was hard to really figure out what he was trying to do made a lot of missed tackles and things like that um and then against Mississippi State you know they run that air raid offense so I don't think any defensive coordinator is going to run out their normal stuff against Mississippi State um although that for the majority of that game we did play a lot of bend don't break kind of style um very similar to um not not very similar, but pretty similar to what we had with Dave Aranda um, a few years ago. Um, I, I think a, it is a, it is a little bend don't break. I think um, it's it, we don't we don't send you know huge bit blitz packages or anything like that. And I I kind of don't think against this Auburn team that we're going to really have to um, that uh, y'all got a lot of injuries on the offensive line. Am I right? Huh. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, even even like since I created this graphic, I think this offensive uh-huh. line has been shuffled again. So yeah, uh, yeah. you got two centers out. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, our so, starting yeah. center didn't even make the season to begin right. with. The backup center got hurt in the last game. So we're down to our okay. third string center, who is actually, we it's might brutal. be swapping to our fourth string center. Uh, yeah, Brown, Brown and Brandon Council at left guard is going to start at center. This yeah. Season. And so that means that we'll have likely Keandre Jones in at the left guard spot. Um, so yeah, this graphic is even outdated now since we they they had gotcha. the presser Monday. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't want to come on here and just uh, like speak the truth, too, man. Is listen too much about this Auburn offensive line? That's that what I just, you're here for, man. To I'm, I genuinely, yeah. I'm I'm trying to figure out a way where this defensive front seven doesn't just absolutely destroy Auburn's offensive <laughs> line. And I just don't, I don't, I don't see how it happens. Hey, um, listen, man, it, you're here to, to, to talk from your perspective. I'm not upset sure. at that. But listen, it, it is not, I don't think it's a secret to anybody here in the chat that we've had offensive line struggles this season. Right. And um, I know that there are a couple of guys along your offensive front, BJ Ojolari, uh, Ali Gay, and then um, what's the guy's name? The linebacker who he played a lot versus Mississippi State, but hadn't been in the starting rotation. Um, I cannot think of his name. He, um, a more are you talking about Harold Perkins? No, nah, nah, he's a more senior guy. Yeah. Uh, Baskerville. Bas- yeah, uh, Baskerville's yeah, another pass rush specialist that they can line up and get out there and get after the passer. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the, the our offensive front is going to have their hands full with a lot of good speed rushers. From Savon Jones, Savon yeah. Jones too. Uh, also, Savion. I think Savion. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he leads. I think he leads y'all in sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe right two and yeah, a half. I, I believe he, he might. I think um, there's a few guys that are up there. I think I, there's a just a couple guys that have like around two and a half. Uh, no one has like four sacks through four games or anything like that. But it's uh, it's just it's been you know by committee almost. Yeah. Uh, like against Mississippi State, I think we had four sacks. Um, and Savion Jones, uh, he's been a guy who's been around for a few years. Um, and everyone kind of, I think just assumed that he wasn't going to break the, he hadn't heard much about him in camp, anything like that. He didn't really play too much. And then he just kind of popped up in the Southern game and then got a lot of play in the Mississippi state game and got a sack in that game. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, we're loaded. I mean, we're just completely loaded. Well, there, (laughs) there are at least four top 100 players. Right on this defense, yeah. Um, I mean, for sure. Uh, LSU has recruited well over the last few years, for sure. Um, and you know, uh, I think was is it Gay? Gay is like a top twenty player, 
19 nationally, according to the two four. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he was a he was a transfer portal guy. I think he came from like JUCO or something okay. like that. Right, and um, Roy as well too. Like, I mean, these are they're loaded. Mm-hmm. I mean, this yeah, is a Jabron lot of talent here. Was almost a five star. Um, Mason Smith, who got hurt, is was a five star. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's I mean, that's all yeah. the more reason why um, LSU needed a change in the offseason. Talent was not the issue mm-hmm. with this team. No, they had not. a no, ton of talent every season, um, but they just had not been able to put it together on the field. So. Um, needed to get something in there to get people in shape. So uh, expect a, a better LSU team defensively because last year that that was really, I won't say the biggest problem, but they had a huge problem getting stopped specifically in the run game over the last two seasons at LSU. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. I think things got shored up defensively at the end of last year, yeah. and a lot of people mm-hmm. wanted uh, Durante Jones to stick around. That was our defensive coordinator. Um Ultimately, Brian Kelly decided that he wanted to just completely clear ship uh, and get his own guys, which is, you know, fair enough. Uh, and Matt House has been really good, so can't complain. But end of last year, defense the defense did step up a good bit, which was huge because you ended up getting a lot of those guys to not transfer out. Mm-hmm. Right. You're getting a lot of production, too, from your secondary. You mentioned Richardson, who was a transfer, but mm-hmm. your second leading tackle, I believe, at this point is Jay Ward, who's mm-hmm. a safety uh, right. It seems like he's flying all over the ball. Talk to about the yep. secondary real quick, because I know this is something that Auburn fans are looking to do is just to see the pass game open up. But what kind of secondary are we looking at with LSU? Yeah, the, the secondary has been easily the biggest surprise. That was maybe my biggest question mark in the offseason. Um, just you have Bernard Converse, Richardson over here, and then the third the third corner, who is, actually is a starter now, uh, Makai Gardner, also a transfer. So all of our corners are transfers. Um, and then the safeties are the only p- spot I felt good about with Jay Ward, Major Burns. Um, and then Greg Brooks was a starter for Arkansas, so I felt good about him too. Mm-hmm. Um, they moved in the past two games. They moved Jay Ward down to... He still plays a lot of uh, safety, but he also plays a good bit of nickel now. Him and Greg Brooks kind of shift a little bit. They They both play close to the line of scrimmage, and that's... I think a big reason why Jay Ward has been making so many tackles, making a lot of plays, not just down the field, but also close to the line of scrimmage. Um, yeah, Jay Ward's been great. He, he just so fast. He just rangy, you know, good instincts kind of guy. He's a senior. Um, and then Major Burns has been, uh, he had a lot of coverage busts and just mistakes last year, missed tackles. Um, but he's been so far this year, he's been, very solid. All right, all right. Listen, we get it. LSU is good, <laughs> uh, but I'm going to give my boys some love here because sure. going up against your guys, who used to be your guys, our guy Coy Moore, mm-hmm. and he did an interview with us. He did a building rapport interview with us uh, where I asked him something um, not hot takey, and he turned it into a hot take. And okay, he, and he said Kayshawn Butte is good, but I'm better than him. For show, for show. Damn. Now, Did he say that? That, that you, was, hey, that's a quote. Right, Coy Moore now, said that for sure. Now, when you say wow. something two times in a row, you really mean it. He said, for show, for show, I'm better than him. And I said, okay, we'd love to see that on the field. Now, he's shown flashes of the talent that he saw, you, you know, he flashed. And LSU has recruited so well. You know, we were saying in the offseason, it's not a stretch that a guy who couldn't see the field at LSU could come into Auburn and be a star at that same position. Um, but uh, we're looking forward to seeing him. I expect this wide receiver rotation to shake up quite a bit. 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Cheddar Jackson on the bench. Um, I also would not be surprised to see Jay Fair get some burn in this one as well, too. So they're going to do some different things at wide receiver. Uh, I would I would go as far to say that whatever tape LSU had on Auburn offensively, you could probably throw it out for this one. Mm. That doesn't I'm matter. Just like just personnel wise or what? Uh, I think yeah. everything they're they're yeah. going to have to rip up what they've attempted to do so far. I <laughs> yeah. mean, just from the, the the fact that um they potentially were running a very similar offense with Robbie Ashford at quarterback that they were running with TJ Finley, and they are completely mm-hmm. different types of. I mean, it no would doubt. be like trying. To, I mean, which you know, to be cl- to be fair, that it, it kind of is what they're trying to do at LSU is they're trying to turn Jaden Daniels into a pocket passer, and he's a more athletic type of quarterback. Right. He's kind of refusing to do it. Like he's just right. like not analyzing stuff downfield, and he's like, "All right, it's not open. I'm gonna take off running." Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you all have a better offensive line that allows him the opportunity to do that a yeah, little bit more. Which right. is a surprise because we all thought our offensive line was going to be really bad. Yeah, this and, year. and we'll definitely get into you all's offense in just a minute. I don't sure. think I think we've come to the realization our offensive line isn't going to hold up like that. And so we're going to have to do some different things offensively in order to be effective. Yeah, so yeah. I would I was go as far as to say bye bye twelve a lot of the twelve personnel. That's what I was gonna ask you, running. Mike. Yeah, and you're gonna see something different. Uh, now we talk. We obviously we talk to the program and the players. Uh, they seem excited about the game plan this week. It's going to feature some different guys. There's some talent. There's been a feeling at Auburn that the coaches have been prioritizing experience over talent. And now, with how everybody's talking, it, there's nothing to lose, man. Get the dogs on the field. So you could see something different. Now, Robbie Ashford is is getting the start here. Uh, this is his team. Yeah, I'll say it again for the people in the back. This is his team. He's not looking over his shoulder. Unless that shoulder is hurt, he's 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 running he's running this team, uh, and they're putting in a version of this offense that makes more sense for his skill set. So it should be fun to watch. Honestly, it's either going to look, it's either going to improve this offense, or it's going to be a disaster. Which I you could argue it's been a disaster. I was about to say anyway. it's either going to be the same, <laughs> yeah. just a different kind of disaster. Yeah, disaster We're going to go right, from yeah. a car wreck to. Uh, I don't know, hurricane, but it was still. But the, just the acknowledgement by the coaches, you know, really after Missouri, that the O line is something that you actually you have to game plan around, right? So running tank up the middle isn't going to work with this O line at all. Uh, they've got a game plan. They got to find different ways to get guys to ball. And if there's any creativity, if there's any ingenuity in any of that playbook that they have. You should see it Saturday. So it's going to look, I think it's either going to look improved or it's going to continue to be a disaster. I don't see how I can get much worse. So like <laughs> I'm, I'm going with improved on this. one. All right. Well, listen, we, we, we talked about the LSU defense versus Auburn's offense. Let's flip it and let's look at our defense versus LSU's uh, offense Bute now, versus DJ J's. Maybe I can't wait to see that. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, I- so with Butte though, uh, I mean, we haven't gotten him the ball very much right. lately. Yeah, last week Keep he didn't that. even play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, well, but uh, because of that, Malik Neighbors has stepped up, and he looks like he's you know the next elite uh, LSU wide receiver. Uh, as same thing for uh, Brian Thomas. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on. A lot of people think it's like a mental thing. You know, he's kind of checking out a little bit, which is you know, kind of been 
one of the you know it's it's happened a lot recently with guys who wear number seven for LSU. They kind of <laughs> just end up checking out for some reason. I don't nice. know what's up with that. Um. But yeah, and then last week he uh, he didn't even play because he uh, I think he was attending the birth of his child, so you know mm. you can't really blame him for that. But um, I, I don't know what's up with Keishon Butte, but I can tell you that the running game has been a huge surprise. Um, we got four guys that it, it at the start of the year we didn't know if we were going to like any of them. Uh, Is Goodwin and- okay? I I. I- I think he was hurt. He, he's he's nicked up, okay. but I th- it sounds like he's good to play. I think he practiced today. Okay, um, maybe non-contact. I'm not sure. Uh, it, it's been Brian Kelly does a very good job of keeping things silent. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not unusual for a coach not to give all of the injury updates about their players going into a game. That's not like mm-hmm. unusual. That was sarcasm. I'm sorry. You have to be in part of the inside. <laughs> yeah, to get that right. Sarcasm, so. <laughs> no, I understand because Coach O last year for us and the years before that. Just everything was available to the public. So there's, no, there's nothing. <laughs> well, guys, not. here's our game plan. This week. <laughs> well, not just that, but also his personal life. I was about to say when <laughs> <All> right. he, <laughs> he was speaking very literally about that. I know. Too, yeah. yeah, too <laughs> much. Coach uh, was yeah. like, so I had three baddies at the house last night. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's just going out to Destin and just check my gram real quick, fam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like not a behavior, man. Going I miss live, Coach o, but going yeah, live in a few. Those are fun times. Despite the football. Jaden Daniels is your is your leading rusher. Uh, Lawrence mm-hmm. asked, uh, "Is he going to be healthy for the game this weekend?" Yeah, he's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. He actually, so he it was a lower back. I think he just had a stinger. Um, he he got hit hard on a uh, run that he probably doesn't need to be, you know, hit that he doesn't need to be taken against New Mexico. But um, he's he's fine. Uh, Brian Kelly said he could have gone right back into the game actually, but they just wanted to precautionarily uh, keep him out. Uh, so he, yeah, he's been practicing all week. He's fine. So, so how is LSU? Because I haven't had a chance to really, outside of part of the FSU game, really see how they run their offense. Is is are they really utilizing him in the run game, or is he breaking free on passing it's, plays and getting yards? How how, yeah. how has he been accumulating his yards? It's a lot of scrambling for yeah. sure, uh, and it's like you said earlier. It's a lot of um, they're trying to. Not, I don't know if they're necessarily trying to make him a pocket passer, but that's kind of the way they're calling the offense. Right. And then they want him to just when the when the running lanes are there to take off. Yeah. Uh and <laughs> earlier in the season, and I granted we're still early in the season, but um he was struggling to make some of those decisions on whether to just take off or whether to sit on the ball, keep your eyes upfield kind of thing. But the last uh two games, I think right at halftime of the Mississippi State games where things started looking like they were clicking for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The offense looks a lot better when we just give him quick reads. Uh, when he has to sit in the pocket and wait for a while, um, it can just get a little... Uh, he doesn't really make bad decisions. He just, like, sometimes he'll... It'll be just a lack of a decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he'll, you know, either take a sack or have to throw it away. That's one of the things um, the coach was talking about um, yeah. when I heard him saying in one of your pressers or uh, an interview that... Um, the faster he gets to the line of scrimmage, and they they get the like when they're when they're playing more at a tempo, and Jaden Daniels isn't thinking a lot, he plays better. But the right. more he slows down and he starts trying to process and trying to be this cerebral quarterback, that's when he starts to make the mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think I think he's starting to get better in those slower situations, which he does definitely needs to be. Um, but yeah, when we're playing fast, it just it, everything looks like it's in a good rhythm and everything's just flowing really nice with the offense. Um, I, I think 
a big thing too is like he needs to take off and like take off early on when he get when he decides to scramble it needs to be early in the game uh cuz against Mississippi State the lanes were there they were there the whole game right. it was just in the second half when he decided to actually start taking the lanes i think he's trying to force himself to be a pocket passer mentally but you know if the lanes there you know you got this world class speed for a quarterback take off and run and Mississippi State was even spying a linebacker on him and he's mm-hmm. just yeah, he was he just, just out running him. Yeah. He just ran around him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he'd pick up 20 yards just running around the guy. Um, so that was, that was actually with kinda, like a safety. That was kind of sad to see that Mississippi I, I watched that game. Mississippi State yeah. was 100% spying him and he was right. just he was just out running right every angle. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like, man, mm. this is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like a video game, yeah. It's pretty nice. I, we haven't had a fast quarterback like that and I don't I, think ever. I got a chance to see Jaden Daniels his freshman year. Uh, while I was living in Phoenix, I went to an ASU game. I actually went to the ASU-Michigan State game. Mm. Um, and, you know, I got a chance to see this kid play. And I've always thought he was supremely talented. Uh, he threw a good deep ball for a true freshman at the time. And, um, you know, there are some facets to his game that, you know, it, it, it's kind of cool to see it come full circle for him so many years later. Uh, but he is he's dangerous. So during, even during that FSU game, uh, he, you could feel his speed. Like the impact his speed yeah. had on the game, getting around the edge and getting to the outside on those on those runs. A lot of the challenge a lot of quarterbacks have is about just what you said about when to make that decision to run, uh, right. making it early. Uh, but they're caught in that that thing where he's trying to be he's trying to be patient in the pocket, but the lanes yeah. are there too, right. and you know that indecision sometimes will cost you yards. Uh, hopefully Saturday. Uh, He's confused and makes a lot of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, like decisions. But but I do I do like his I lo- I like his game a lot. Yeah, uh, I think it's it, you got to take it early uh, for him, just because like that's going to force any defense to then start cheating up a safety, making sure playing zone, whatever it is, um, to make sure that he doesn't have those lanes. Um, and then once they do that, then you can sit in the pocket and those throws down the field will be there and you can sit in the pocket for longer. Um, it's just, yeah, it's all about just starting fast, starting early first quarter, you know, because that, that's been the problem. Our, our two power five games, Florida state, we had three points in the first half. Mississippi state, we had seven points in the first half. It's just, you got to start faster, especially this weekend on the road. Yeah, I think that's been the big thing for me when watching LSU play, and I didn't watch any of their non-Power 5 games. I've only watched the Florida State and the Mississippi State games. Um, But the biggest thing I've seen from LSU offensively has been exactly what you're talking about. It's just, it's they've been a second-half team so far. Like, they look very out of place and unsure in the first half. And, I mean, you can see them start to pick it up in the second quarter, and you can see it, the momentum builds. But uh, I haven't seen. I didn't see them play a good first first quarter of football at all right, uh, right. yet. So um, you know that's the one thing I'd caution Auburn fans for. If Auburn gets out to a fast start, LSU has seemed to be one of those. If you are, are a horse racing, they they, they kick late. So mm-hmm. don't be rejoicing. Yeah, it's just the, my biggest thing. We had our show yesterday, and my biggest thing is like, please just start early. Get up fourteen nothing early. You know, just I, 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 I know y'all seem like y'all are uh, in decent spirits, uh, but I think the majority <laughs> of the casual Ar- Auburn fans are 
you know, they're a panic uh, mode. Two, they're they're yeah. a two score deficit away from just quitting on this team. It feels like. I mean, yeah. I, to be fair, that's literally Auburn fans every year. So yeah, yeah but, true. But there fair, have, there have not enough. there have not been any examples of teams going up two scores early so far this season. It's the second no, half. For sure, right. It's been the tail of the second half yeah, for Auburn, for sure. right? For and sure. adjustments by the other coaches. So um, I yeah. think it's going to be important in this one to note. Um, our defense has not been good in second halves of games. Uh, the linebackers seem lost at times. They're shooting the wrong gaps. Again, DJ James on Kayshawn Butte is going to be exciting to watch. Uh, DJ James transferred from Oregon. He's been a star. Um, and uh, we don't have he's a, part of the He's part of the Bonex trade? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty on the, much. the Oregon Trail shipment. But the, uh, you know, he's not pictured here, but Keontae Scott, Started on defense last week versus Missouri, and he has been a pleasant surprise in the secondary as well, too. So uh, only one turnover, finding a way to turn Jaden Daniels over is going to be important in the second half, I think, for Auburn to try to stay in this one. Uh, the game's at home, so it always helps when you're in Jordan Hare, because I'm telling you, as a video guy in college, going down to uh, LSU to film was one of the it's one of the most hostile environments that exists. Uh, so not having to play there this year, I think is a huge win for Auburn, uh, because I would give a zero chance if we had to go to death Valley, uh, this, uh, yeah, having it at home should help having your home crowd around. You just need to give the crowd a reason to stay in it defensively. They've done that in the first half of games this year. So I'll be interested to see if they change their, you know, can they be, uh, 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 gap sound and stay home on Jaden Daniels? Can they keep Jaden Daniels in front of them and not let him run wild in this one? Uh, because if he's running the ball, I just think if he's running the ball, if he has 80 yards rushing in this one, Auburn loses. And yep. I guess that's what I my, my question for for Ike is, if if you're Schmetting, what's your game plan for LSU this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I'm 100% going with uh, a – probably some sort of four two five alignment where we have four down rushers to be able to to play solid against the run and you commit at least one linebacker in spy. I think we have more speed at linebacker than Mississippi State does. Uh, the question is going to be about angles and tackling, right? Because right. that's been the issue with the linebackers. I mean, Owen Papo runs a 4-3. So him being able to pursue is not the issue. It's whether or not he's taking the right angle and he's going to tackle when he gets there. Um, but yeah, I would go with a four-two-five approach, more DBs, right? So you can creep. If Kaufman's healthy, I have him on the graphic. I'm not 100% sure if he's going to be back in 100% for this game. Um, but you can creep uh, Kaufman and Puckett down into the box if you need to um, and go more single high um, and, and, and have more committed, but making sure that you've got a spy dedicated with some speed to be able to get out there. To, uh, and, and it's going to be important, too, that – your discipline in your rush lanes, because that's been the biggest thing that I saw on film when, when rushing Jaden Daniels, he's good about not, he doesn't escape the pocket too early, right? So you have to be disciplined in how you rush him to make sure that he doesn't feel like he has somewhere to go. If you bottle him up and you make him sit in there for a minute, um, he'll, you know, he, he might get a little more flustered. So just, just box him in and, um, and have that, that backside covered with, with a spy, and you should be able to, to do that better. But if they're in the quick pass game, that's going to be difficult because likely when you're doing that sort of thing, you're also playing zone on the back end, which means there's going to be opportunities for the quick passes to happen. So 
Um, they're going to have to figure out how to press and also spot. 